are back with episode nine, people. It's been a while, Tom. It's oh, been hey. a while. It has. Crocodile. I know. I've, I've missed that face. <laughs> oh, bless you. Bless you. Bless uh, I'd like heart. to say I've missed your face, but no, I have. Of course I have. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> what you been up to, mate? Not a lot, dude. Just trying to trying to not go crazy during the whole COVID stuff. Trying yeah. to keep a uh, mentally in the right place musically which is easier said than done mm. um i haven't done anything musically just haven't had the the, the triggered inspiration i guess but triggered it's coming inspiration I, I just told you now uh for you guys listening andy's working on this new tune that you'll get to hear later and i'm laying down some guitar for it and it's been like a week and a half now since andy asked me to <laughs> and i was like okay i'll, I'll find the time this week still today now. Today I sat down, I was like, right, I'll do this. And then my low E string snaps. My low E string. You know, the thick one that doesn't ever snap. Yeah, that's where I'm at musically right now. But (laughs) other than that, yeah, I've I've just been keeping busy, trying to, still trying to find a couple of singers. I thought I had the right person, but unfortunately, conflict of schedules. Yeah. What about you, dude? Eh. Yeah, kind of the same, to be honest. I'm just stuck in the house like you, um, doing a lot of writing with different artists. So, um, like I said last time, I've not taken on anything more. I've just been, like, doing more of what I've already got on, which is good. Um, And we're going to kind of spin things up in this show. We're going to give you a wee demo of, of what we're working on at the end so that you guys can start to hear less of us just chatting and put our money where our mouth is, but... We'll show you some kind of definitely unpolished and unfinished kind of music that me and Tom are working on. So yeah, we'll we'll, we'll show some of that as well. Excited to hear everyone's thoughts. And please, yeah, yeah. please let us I mean, know the good and bad. Definitely. I mean, we're absolutely no experts um, and you'll hear that from our demos as well. But it's always good to just show work in progress as well because I think a lot of people just think that smash songs are just kind of dropped you know into the ocean from somewhere you know but um there's a lot of work that goes on in behind the scenes and it takes hours like i track the hours that i spend on some of my projects and they are vast like you're talking a project 40 hours but that's obviously Easy. from like inception of the original ideas through the mix process so yeah but we'll get into all that yeah, we'll get into that. Don't want to scare anyone now. No, no, of course not. Of course not. So the first song we've got here, we're going to kick off now. And I'm going to let her introduce herself. Hey guys, this is C Magic Fat. I'm a singer, songwriter and musician from Toronto, Canada. This is my new and debut R&B single called You Don't Know. I hope it gets you in your feels. Enjoy. Got me feeling so high 
me some feels yeah. yeah yeah she did that she, she called yeah. it at the start and she uh, called it it got it um <laughs> yeah dude i i not really like a pop music connoisseur but i i definitely liked it i like the i think her voice is really lovely and i think the vocals mm. are produced really well mm. one of the main things that stood out straight away i, I, I it's classic like the hardest attack and the hardest release on that compressor, on that guitar sample there. I don't know if it's a sample or an actual recording. I assume it's a sample. Yeah. Um, like I said, the vocals are really well produced. I really like the the addition of the high falsetto harmonies there underneath everything. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really clever songwriting and production choice to add that. Always love a harmony, as you guys know. <laughs> oh, bless you. Bless me, guys. Whoa. Bless me. That's how that's how much you felt that song. <laughs> <laughs> Just caused me to sneeze. <laughs> um, I love the vocal ad libs as well. Like behind everything, there's all the oohs and the ahs and the you know everything you want from a good pop track. Yeah, it has. The lyrics are great. The chorus lyrics are good. Very easy to follow. Nothing more to say about that. And he's a lyric guy. I'll let him add add everything. <laughs> that's very weak. And when you I was just doing put so like much a, pressure on me when you say that, Tom, every single week. Yeah, you'll get used to it. <laughs> um, and I, one thing I notice whenever I do like a little bit of research on the artists beforehand, I have to say that she's done a great job marketing the song because it's on a couple of like really, really highly engaged YouTube channels with different lyric videos for each for each one, which is interesting. Hmm. Like we're talking like millions of subscribers on one of the channels she's got it on, which is kudos for some clever marketing there. Big team, big team. Uh, Like every week, we try and discuss and think about what we would add if we were in the songwriting session or the production booth. And for me, if I was joining the session, I found it a little bit difficult to establish a chorus, like to pick out an established chorus, sorry. From a production point of view, usually there's a very noticeable change in the production from the verses to the chorus. And I was just finding it difficult to find it here, which can be quite confusing to a listener. Um, Just I wanted just to say a couple of really easy fixes for that is just literally (laughs) turning it up a bit old school, not hard in any way. Just automate the music bus up a couple of dB. Yeah, maybe throw some pads out wide. Maybe some ooze. Get the get the singer to just do some ooze. Layer it three times with like a lower and upper third harmony. Throw them out as wide as you can get, and there we go. The chorus pops. Yeah, and that's it really. I think it's just a really good pop song. I would just like a more established chorus. Yeah, no, I completely agree with that point. To be honest, that's that's one of the things I've written down. Um, just more structure for me. I think. Like you said a couple of things there. Another idea for me would be taking out 
a couple of instruments in the verse and then add them in for the chorus so you get that more you get that more dynamic shift which you would get as well from automating the the mix bus so yeah great song i really really enjoyed it those vocals are so well produced like they the are. vocal production is really nice and i especially love the the air that she had on that vocal and she performed it really well as well so yeah loved that really well balanced mix overall and i loved the 808 just such a rich tone and it sat so well adding that low end in the mix i'm a really big sucker for the alternating right and left channel hats we've spoke about this before in the show and it's done nicely here you know it's just really decorating that kind of upper mid uh, high frequency range um, and I, I quite like the sassy vibes and the vocal emotion that she's kind of poured into to the delivery of the song. Harmonies wise were in there. They were really reverby and quite ambient in the background. Really liked that, just decorating that mix. Um, and I liked at times that they weren't completely following the lead vocal. They were a bit rhythmically like hanging on, which just again kind of saturated that mix a wee bit more. Lyrics wise, yeah, um, I don't know why you're keeping me up through the night and got me feeling so high, got me feeling so low. You know, it's a clear tale of love sickness, you know, and I can definitely relate to to that song topic that paints a very clear picture for me and and straight away I can revisit those horrendous feelings. So um <laughs> I know I know what that's like. So yeah, like good. Um in terms of critique, yeah, I mentioned it already, just more distinction with the chorus verse. Um, and yeah, like I, th- I think the only other thing for me was uh, the air in the vocal, as much as I've said that I loved it, see at the very, very start, it was just a bit too much for me. It kind of, I don't know whether they reduced it or if it got kind of overtaken by some of the other frequencies when the full mix came in, but just at the, the very, very introduction, it was just a wee bit too much for me. So maybe a couple of dB less there, but other than that, it, you know, throughout the rest of the track, it sat so nicely. So, you know, you can give or take that comment, to be honest. Um, but yeah, really like that. So thanks for sending that in. Yeah. Also, vocal air is very much determined by either incredibly expensive gear or in the box. And yes. if you have that vocal air and you're doing it in the box, it's so hard to get that kind of way to get it right and again i mean i not i didn't think it was too much in my personal opinion but again this is why i love this talking about it because it's all totally opinion, objective. right yep totally so, objective yeah that's i mean incredibly difficult unless you've got like a eight grand preamp yeah, there yeah, that like is a, awful so yeah and a cheeky u8 u47 yeah <laughs> you, just, know, that you, can you know rely on industry standard like ridiculously expensive microphones but yeah i mean yeah. right there we're talking about 30 grand worth of stuff yeah. just to add oh, vocal air you know like when, I mean, we, when you're talking about it like that it's, it's it's hard work so unreal that was a fun one we haven't had anything we, i don't think we've had a pop song like that on the podcast yet so i think that yeah. might be our first yeah it was quite it was quite unique in that sense so yeah thanks for sending that in thank you yeah, enjoyed it on to the next one Hello, my name is Ollie Wade and I'm a 26-year-old music artist and songwriter currently living in London. I would love to introduce to you a very personal song of mine called Hero. I wrote Hero when my father 
um, who's very close to me, started suffering with anxiety for the first time in his life. And it was really hard seeing how much he was trying to hide it from me and internalise it because he didn't want to add to my problems or to worry me when really all I wanted to do was repay him for all the guidance, support and love he's given me in my life and, and to be there for him. So I wrote Hero as a plea to my dad to let me in and to let him know that it's okay not to be okay, regardless of your age, your, your gender or what else is going on in the world. We're only human. So... Yeah, that's a bit of a backstory to the song. I really hope you enjoy it. And you can find me online on all social medias and all streaming platforms under the name Ollie Wade. So I hope you enjoy the song and thank you. You don't have to stand so tall I see right through it all I don't know why it's a weakness to cry You're not on your own Those walls so high I've had no chance to climb You've closed that door But I know there's more You're just not the same And tell me why you won't let me in After all this time trying my patience was thin You're not a hero And God knows that you're not a saint So put down all your weapons There's no one to blame You say it's just one bad day But how long have you that's so, oh, so nice. Lovely, lovely, lovely song. Inspired songwriting with an amazing background story. And I absolutely, massively respect the message behind this music and massively expect, respect Ollie for sending in and describing, you know, such a Definitely. personal one. Because um, that takes guts. So thank you so much, man. Yeah, thank really. you so much. Like straight away, you can tell Ollie is an absolute top man. Like, yeah, lovely. Like, what a beautiful touch writing a song what, for your dad. What, what a geezer, eh, Tom? What a geezer, <laughs> geezer. Um, yeah, I just thought it was a lovely touch, mate, writing a song for your dad like this. And straight away, yeah. it connects the audience to the meaning. And yeah, when I was sitting down listening to it, I was like, You've been personal with us, I'd love to be personal with you. And it kind of reminds me. I remember very vividly the day that it dawned on me that my mum didn't have it all figured out. You know, when you're like young and you think like, oh, they're not, nothing will yeah, ever yeah, hurt yeah. them. They have everything figured they're out. Superheroes. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember I was 14 or 15 and she sat my brother and I down and told us that she had bipolar. And it's one of those moments in life where you just sit down and like, it just hits you like a ton of bricks because yeah. you're like, wow. So... You know, or it's silly like thinking about it now because you're like, well, of course they're people and of course they have feelings. But when you're that age, you're like, you know, things hit you like that. And I yeah. think Ollie speaks some very familiar truths in this song to me. And I'm sure everyone else that listens to it can pick something out of the song. So yeah, I loved listening to it and I thought it was beautifully written. 
Yeah. Um, straight away, as soon as I heard the English accent, I knew I was going to love it. So, <laughs> and especially because oh, you live in London, <laughs> um, my hometown. So that's straight away excites me. And I love the melody. I think it's a really nicely written melody, complements your voice nicely, Ollie, which I'll always pick out from a songwriter's perspective, especially if you're a songwriter slash artist. Mm-hmm. If you can write music that fits with your voice, you've just, I mean, you've just taken yourselves up a notch right there. A singer-songwriter. A singer-songwriter, exactly. And, you know, like, as we spoke about, the lyrics are so pure. Yeah. I think there'll be a lot of people, probably everyone that listens to this, being able to relate in some some way. I love the harmonies as well that come in to the chorus section there. At first, I was going to say, during my kind of feedback section, like I would have just liked those harmonies to be turned up a bit, and I was actually writing them down. Like, and then the next section comes in, and the harmonies are right there, locked in exactly where they needed to be. And I thought that was awesome. Um, my favorite part of this whole song is actually the bridge, and I, I like the bridge or the middle eight if you're American. <laughs> I think Ollie smashes the vocal performance. I think the lyrics are incredibly personal. In, in this particular section, and I know we, it's not in the clip. So please, I implore you to head to the Spotify playlist that we have of all the artists we feature. This song will be in there. Listen out for the bridge, because it's an awesome, awesome bridge. Um, you know, I had to really sit and listen to this song with a fine tooth comb again, like so many weeks, and think, what would I add if I was in this session with Ollie and the producer. Um, you know, I had to really put my headphones on, turn it up, and there's a, a frequency in the vocal range that I would have just taken down a little bit. And there's a phrase in the production world of a, it's going to sound terrible, but this is just what it is, is de-honk, like that honkiness, like the kind of, not nasally, almost nasally. And it's just the frequencies that the mic picks up, you wouldn't, hear that live but again you just have to duck that out probably around the six to eight hundred range but again i had to listen to that really really carefully and you know i would have just added a tiny little bit more reverb to the acoustic guitar i'm a sucker for little plate by sound toys i've used it for years i think it sounds great on everything and it's just one of those things it's the first thing i would have slapped on like a, a guitar bus through that reverb on but other than that, man, I loved everything about the song. I thought it was a, a work of art, honestly. <laughs> it's so funny when, um, whenever we do this, obviously you go first and I'm like literally ticking off the things. <laughs> like as you're saying it, like, oh, I was going to say that. Oh, I was going to say that. <laughs> but it's uh, class because obviously we're hearing the same things and, and we're reaffirming because we, me and Tom have not prepared this in any way Um like together, like, oh, you talk about that and I'll talk about this. Like, this is organically our opinions. So it's really cool when they do match. And yeah, like, do you not think it's funny, Tom, how this is our second song we've had where it's like about your dad being a hero? Because we had the... Yeah, we had Mikhail from Nigeria. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Singing about the my dad's a superhero. So yeah, the dads are clearly getting repped on this show, which I'm loving. You know, we're, we're a... We're a manly podcast. <laughs> we're, we're, a man, yeah. we're a manly podcast. Neither Andy um, or I are dads, but... 
Uh, but yeah, the lyrics and the melodies in this song are stunning. I love the 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 opener. You know, you don't have to stand so tall. I'll, I'll help you through it all. It's just so real, open lyricism. Love it. Absolutely love it. The vocal jumps are what attracted me the most. So when he goes, um, don't have to stand so tall. And then when it goes yeah. through it all, you know, there's that kind of extra excitement, but it's the same phrasing. Love that. Really nice vocal hook. The acoustic guitars, lovely. Panned hard right and left to allow the center image to be his voice and, you know, the space that his voice has got with that lovely reverb and very emotive vocal performance. So really enjoyed that. Um, And for the listeners who want to check out Ollie's full track, I highly recommend it because we've played the start of this because I just loved the way it opened. But this track really evolves and really builds um, towards the end of the track. So I would fully recommend giving that a check out. It's it's a really nice overall track in terms of the dynamic growth um, and the evolution, like I've said. So, yeah, brilliant. I, I completely ticked when you said the honk region because, yep, that's what I picked out. Again, it's not that Ollie's got a nasally voice. It's just the frequency that the I think the mic's picked up a wee bit too much of. Um you know, so yep, notching that one key region or, you know, wherever that sits for him would have just been, you know, the icing on the cake in terms of just kind of bringing that out a wee bit. And for me, just a little bit of addition of the low end and the acoustics would have just, you know, added that low, low end. It's always difficult when the acoustics are sitting on the hard pan sides because you don't want too much low end reaching your side, you know, of your channels. You always want to try and have your low end staying pretty much mono signal in the middle, but you can, with this kind of track, there's a bit of leeway there. So I would have liked a wee bit more of that, but that's really it. I love that song and thank you so much for sending it and thank you so much for being open and honest, telling us about the lyrics, about the song and I wish you all the best with it because um, I really hope that people find some comfort in those words and can relate in some way and it's it's been lovely to listen to it. It has, yeah. And like we I know we said about the the I hate saying the honk, but that's just like the phrase that it's not a bad thing. That could be <laughs> that's not Ollie's voice doing that. No. That's it could be the room. It could yeah. be the way the, the room's reverberating. And it's something you'd only pick it out if you had producers' ears, honestly. Yeah. It's just one of those I, things that you listen out for and but yeah, it's that's not Ollie. I can't reiterate that. It's either the mic or the room that's done that. Yeah. Cool. Let's go to the next one. Please. Hi, this is Jordan Taylor Mode, and you're listening to the Songwriters Lounge podcast. And this is my new single, Finding Atlantis. Yeah. 
Atlantis. Yeah, aye, aye. rock and roll. That's some serious boys. hair metal vibes, like rock and roll. Rock and roll, man. <laughs> yes. Yeah, very hair metal, like steel like panther. Classic rock. Yeah. So yeah I, I wrote down it. Reminded me of the UK band The Darkness, almost. Yeah. Yeah. I, I get believe that. in a thing called love. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, yeah. I mean, great song. Firstly, I wanted to say that. You know, Andy and I are lucky enough to meet so many musicians from all over the world on the podcast, and you'd be hard pushed to find a nicer guy than Jordan. Like he's just <laughs> such a good guy. And as a you know, we've worked with a few. Matt Marcy springs to mind. What a great guy! Yeah. And Jordan joins that brigade. Brigade, um, the brigade of good guys. The brigade of good guys. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a. A club, doesn't it? Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I love it. Um, it. It's unique because it has so many elements of different genres. It, even just in that one clip, it had like a very pop vocal melody delivered with a rock and roll vocal, mm. which, is, which is really cool. I like that. The guitar is obviously, you know, distorted, rock and roll, what you'd expect. The drums are hard hitting. Um, rock and roll guitar tone no getting away from that oh and it was really nice yeah uh you didn't you guys didn't hear it but again like check it out in the spotify playlist it has a guitar solo <laughs> so the second song that i think we're we're featuring on the podcast with a guitar solo and love a good guitar solo it doesn't love happen it. enough nowadays <laughs> and uh in the snow one thing i picked out from the solo section is they kind of changed up the kick and snare pattern slightly which I always like to like to see. Um, what would I add if I was in the, the production booth with Jordan or the songwriting session? Similar to the first song we listened to, I found it a little bit hard to define the verses and choruses. There was not much in what in the way of like a production variation to them. It just very much straight, like almost like you listen to it live, you know, which is probably what they've gone for. Which, hey, I'm no one to to say anything about that, but it's just what I pick out. Um, and I thought just I lost the vocal in the mix at times, and I'd have maybe experimented with a multiband compressor or dynamic EQ. You know, the Fab Filter Pro Q3 does all of that. And I was just pulled back some of those mid-range frequencies that were fighting a little bit with Jordan's voice, um, mainly from the electric guitar, which again is a hard instrument to mix because it does want to be, it just wants to take control. And just finding the balance between the vocal and the electric guitar can be something that takes <laughs> some trial and error. But yeah, I mean, other than that, I, I, I'm a rock and roll fan, Andy. This is right <laughs> on my street. He's going to dress up in, in hair metal attire for Halloween. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, this, I'll, I'll have this like boombox on my shoulder. Just Get like, the span, spandex on or whatever you call well, I've got him. <laughs> Class. <laughs> Class. No, I loved it. Yeah, I was rocking out. Um, love a bit of, I think it's called vocal fry. So that kind of like really h- harsh kind of raspiness of a rock vocal. Like for me... You either have people who are just like naturally gifted with having a vocal fry, vocal, which Jordan may have, or if he's like technically doing that, I've tried to learn how to do it myself. 
just can't do it. So respect, hats off for that because it's a really good rock vocal sound that he's, that he's got there. And really this track for me is just selling live musicianship. Like the whole track is just like inspiring the listener to be like, go see this band melt your face off by Definitely. playing this track live. You know, it's like the drums were well played, the guitars were well played, it, it was energetic, it was punchy, like drummer, really, you know, clearly a talented guy behind behind that kind of... What I really liked with the drums and the guitars is that, that bit where they kind of withheld um, and the, the guitars did that kind of harmonic... Yeah. Kind of squeaking um, palm yeah. beauty bit before then crunching back into the full chords, and whilst they were doing that, you know, he, the drummer was on the toms before then crashing back into everything. I loved that. That that for me is exactly what I'm looking for in a song to create, you know, dynamic shifts and excitement. You know, to keep me interested, keep me guessing what's coming, and that kind of thing is brilliant. So yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. And I loved the fact that we had that on the show, which is again, a new kind of genre mm-hmm. for us. You know, I don't yeah. think we've had anything like this on yet, which is, on, yeah. which is great. Again, we want to showcase <clears throat> all sorts of genres and and this is um, no exception. I think critique-wise, the mix instantly when I heard it was just a wee bit on the muddy side for me. There was a lot, I mean, there is always going to be a real challenge with rock music balancing the low end so you've got the kick competing with the bass guitar, competing with the low end of the electric guitars because you don't want your electric guitars to, to lack that low end because they'll just sound really thin and lack that that rock thickness and, and crunch of the guitars that everyone expects to hear and love. So there's always that really delicate balance and I struggle with it massively. So I think that's all I would say is that clean up around about that 100 to 200 hertz region I don't know if there's some side, maybe too much side um, low end. So I don't know, you know, if a side EQ, again, on the Pro Q3 would have helped to just kind of bring that into the, the centre and that, you know, regain some of that mono signal in the middle. Um, and yeah, like you, hit it again, nail on the head for me. Just a big, bit more distinction between the chorus and the verses. So because there was so much going on, I was I was following it all, but I, I didn't really know when the chorus began. Um, and it was only at the end of, I think, his hook where he sung about the, the line, fan, you know, Finding Atlantis. I was like, oh, we've just passed the chorus. Because I was still maybe expecting it to, to go to that chorus hook. So that's just a kind of structural thing, again, both in the vocal melody and the, the instrumentation. But um, but yeah, that's, that's really it for me. And, and I loved hearing that different genre because I, I listen to a lot of kind of old school classic rock um, and I, I, I do really like it so this was cool to hear a submission like that um, so thanks for sending that in Jordan and uh, welcome to the the brigade of good guys <laughs> <laughs> welcome brother your, ba- your badge your badge is in the post <laughs> I think <laughs> at Tom's expense because he created the, the brigades. So. Yeah. I'll sort you out, mate. I'll sort you out. <laughs> You'll sort you out. <laughs> right, so um, we're just going to now go completely off kilter, aren't we, Tom? A little just bit. Gonna... We're going we're gonna to try something different this week. 
kind of mix it up. Mix it up, keep it fresh, try something different and give you guys a bit of an insight into us. And we thought, what better way to do that than to just have a complete mess around live on podcast and it may go tits up or it may... It may go quite well, so... <laughs> we'll see. I guess we'll see. Please let us know, guys, if we're being yeah. pricks or if you like it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's always it's always a, um, a bit kind of come and go with these things. But yeah, we're, we're going to basically challenge each other, aren't we, Tom? We're going to try. We're going to see who comes off the winner. And <laughs> we're, we're, we're going to have a game of two truths and a lie. Yeah. And um, so if, you don't, if you've never played the game before, like... We'll each say three things. Two of them will be the truth. One will be a lie. And then it's up to us to pick to, out the to lie. To decipher. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I guess... Do, do you want to go first, Andy? La- ladies first. Ladies first. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> I'm a gentleman. <laughs> I'm just sensitive. <laughs> so, um, my three... and This is based on the music production theme, right? So we're trying to keep it topical. Um, so my three are... I have spent over three grand, so £3,000 in plugins and music equipment gear in the studio. Number one. Number two, I have only ever used Logic Pro X to produce my music. And number three, I never use, as a matter of principle, the Spectrum Analyzers on any of the EQ plugins I use. I just always switch them off. Okay. Okay, this is a good one. So I know that Andy... Mixes in Logic, so I think the only ever mixed ever ever used Logic. I think that's true. Now it's this one that is tying me up because I know how much plugins and music equipment and gear cost. So <laughs> I think that the, I've spent over three grand in plugins and music equipment slash gear is also true. I'm going to say the lie is that you do use Spectrum analyzers and may find them helpful at times. Totally. Bang on. Yeah. So, so yeah, I'm ashamed to say I have spent well over three grand in audio equipment. We all um, have. Sorry, sorry mum and dad and fiancé um, for admitting that, but yes, it's an expensive hobby, this. <laughs> you know, and we've got to, we've got to invest. Um, and yet I've only ever used Logic Pro X to actually produce... That's not saying that I've not experienced other DAWs, which I have, but to actually the outcome of my productions all been logic. And yeah, like as much as I've heard of producers saying, you know, I never use the spectrum analyzers because I always just rely on my ears. I admire you, but I still get quite a lot of feedback from the spectrum analyzer. So that's, yeah, that's a lie. Yeah, because I, mean, I know that Andy and I use the same EQ. We use the Pro Q3, and I know it's so helpful at times. So helpful. With the analyzer. So that's the only reason I said that. Yeah. Um, so I guess it's my turn. So Go for it. Again, this is we've got three themes today. This first one is music production, as Andy said. So number one, I am mostly self-taught. Number two... I quickly get frustrated with the recording process and have to walk away for a while. And three, I can use more than one DAW. So I'm going to say straight away, I think you can use more than one DAW because they're quite transferable. I mean, they all do look different, don't get me wrong, but I think even though I'm a Logic guy, if you were to give me, you know, FL Studio or something, I'm sure I could work my way around it. So I'm going to say that's true. 
uh, I quickly get frustrated with the recording process. I mean, don't we all? And have to walk away for a while. Mm, that, that, that could... I, I am mostly self-taught, I'm going to say is true. So I'm going to say, you don't quickly... Spot on. Yeah, spot on, yeah. mate. Did I get that? Yeah, yeah. That, that was almost a trick question because if you were, if you take out the recording process and replace that with production, that's when I really annoy yeah. myself yeah. and I can quickly destroy a mix and then have to reset everything and come back. <laughs> yeah. yeah, one, 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 one so far. One, one. Oh. England versus Scotland, one, one. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, this so next round's going to be a bit more kind of vague potentially because um this is about you know playing live and, and live performance and that kind of stuff both of which me and tom have done so i'll kick it off so my first one is uh, i played a halloween gig in the infamous Barrowlands in glasgow not the main stage i'd love i'd love that but <laughs> um <laughs> but we all started the set in scary masks uh, like halloween masks obviously and i forgot that i couldn't actually sing through my mask so very quickly, as I was starting to attempt to sing, I had to rip the, the bloody thing off. So that's number one. Number two is I once played a whole song in the wrong tuning. Okay. Uh, live, of course, at an open mic night after one too many beers. <laughs> and three, for a friend's gig, I got on stage to perform a song with him on the ukulele. After, this is completely unrehearsed after the acoustic guitar pickup completely blew up live on stage. Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> so all quite interesting scenarios. Yeah, and uh, there's a couple of them that are very specific. So <laughs> I do think that you played a Halloween gig in Barrowlands where you wore scary masks and you couldn't sing. I also think that you got on stage and performed with the ukulele after oh. the guitar blew up. And I think the second one, the whole song in a wrong tuning is a lie. Well, you're wrong. <laughs> oh, I'm wrong. <laughs> you're wrong. Oh, no. <laughs> you're wrong. So, yes, I played a Halloween gig, but I uh, I didn't actually, I've, I've rigged it. I've basically rigged it. Oh, so trick question again. The the musicians weird um, a mask, but I, I just dressed up in something different so I could still sing. So I've done okay. you. Well, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I completely played a whole song in the wrong tuning. Can you believe that? I was too drunk to notice. Was it like it's, in like drop D or Yeah, open it, was in G? Like, it was in open, I think it would have been like open D or something. That must have sounded um, tragic as well. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. If like, I, was, I, I thought I had a really, really good session. And, um, <laughs> well, yeah, you would have done after a few beers. <laughs> So, yeah. Anyway, I oh. think that is 2 1 to me. Well, hopefully, we can now make it 2 2. <laughs> All right. So, again, staying with the, the live show. So, in my old band, our keyboard player once accidentally hit the audio loop button on his keyboard when we were playing a really big show, and then circus music started playing through the giant <laughs> PA system. Uh, I once ran out of drumsticks, broke too many of them, uh, a show, and I had to finish the gig with one stick and my shoe. Shut up. <laughs> or I've split my head open more than once with my own drumsticks while playing live. Right. This is a, this is a good one. 
Yeah, this is Sir, the circus music is really throwing me here. <laughs> circus music? What? I it was the uh, yeah. I, I, I could explain more, but I think I probably already You'll gave give away, away that that's true. Right, so I'm going to call. I'm going to call the circus music one as true. Yep. Yes. Um, I'm going to call you out on being a liar. For surely you didn't finish a gig with one stick and a shoe. No, that's true. <laughs> what? Yeah, I broke, I think, four sticks in one show and I had to pick up my vans at the time Shut and finish. Up. Yeah, that's true. On the ride? On the, yeah, on the cymbal. Luckily, like I was in like a, like a heavy rock band, so it was a lot of just crash cymbal ride. Oh. So I finished, yeah. And that's good. No one, I mean, no one noticed. So, uh, but yeah, our keyboard player did play circus music. It was the. Yeah, that started playing through the PA, and everyone was like, oh dear. And he looked at the the live sound engineer behind the booth and was screaming at him because he was. And we were like, Jack, that's you, mate. It was so. That was after a couple of beers as well, I must admit. Yeah. Oh, well. So two two, nothing there, right? Two two. So one more for the championship, shall we say? Yeah, episode nine championship, right? Okay, this has got to be it. We'll keep the so the theme for this one is songwriting. So first one, I have never yet wrote a song without any hand in the lyrics of the song itself. The first song I wrote and produced was a full scale orchestral musical theatre style ballad, and. My first songs I wrote were exclusively about my depressing teenage heartbreaks. Okay, well, I think that's true, that last one. (laughs) What would give you that impression? (laughs) Because you've already told me in this podcast (laughs) that that you used to do that. (laughs) All right, okay. So, um, I know you're a lyric man. So I think the lie is the second one, the orchestral music. Yes. You're wrong. What, Really? So bizarrely enough, right? This is this one of the reasons I got into production was because I just like I started hearing like these orchestral type, you know, massive ballads, and I'm a massive fan, as you know, of musical theatre. Um, so I wanted this big Miss Saigon esque, you know, Bubble and Schoenberg brass strings and everything, and that's really what forced me to to learn production because I because I could then use you know virtual instruments to 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 make that happen um because i can't write obviously like mozart without you know with just pen and paper on on a score so yeah that's that's the bizarre thing that got me into my my first ever now the mix was horrendous because i was learning of course it was my first you know my first introduction to the production world so yeah oh i like that man i like that a lot um right so i mean this is for the win right so so, I mean, the draw or my win? The draw or your win. <laughs> so. Pressure's on. Number one, I have released music in 10 different genres. Two, I can comfortably play four instruments. What I mean by comfortably is I could turn up to a session and just pick it up and start playing okay, it. Okay, okay. Number three, my music has been purchased by a few very famous people. Pressure is on, Tom. Yeah, this is a tough one. I'm going to say the lie 
is you have not released music in 10 genres. That is a lie. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Come on, because I don't even, I can't even, the only, the only logic I came to there was I can't even sit here right now, think of 10 genres. And name genres, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very close. I think it's like eight or nine I'm in right now. But, it's class. So who's the famous people that have? Um, well, our favourite one was, you know, James Bay. No way. Yeah, so he, he came Come to a few of our shows. He bought a couple of our T-shirts. Nice. Or our EP. Um, I know the guitarist in Mumford and Sons, so the Mumford and Sons lads. Is that the uh, banjo player or the the lead? Guy? The lead. He plays banjo and lead. Ah, yeah. yeah. Um, solid guy. Yeah, he went to college with me. And That's good. The guys in Disturbed. Disturbed. Yeah. Wow. So really? uh, maybe some more. I don't know. If you're out there, let me know. I'd love to know. That's class. But yeah, that is that, some that was seriously fun facts, but uh, it always meaningless because I won. Yeah, I mean, I guess Scotland is the winner <laughs> of this of this <laughs> this time round. But and and be you know, if we're still you know celebrating my Scottish culture now because I'm the winner, I'm gonna. This really nicely goes into what we're gonna show you, which is what we said at the start of the show, which is some wee cheeky demos of stuff that we're working on. It's not polished. It's not fully mixed. It will sound a bit crap, but it gives you an idea of kind of what we're working on, and you know, just gives you a, yourself a bit of um, insight into to what we do. So the first thing um, I've got is a Scottish traditional song. Uh, it's like a ballad that I've been working on since I think around August, um, and I reached out to some musicians on Facebook um, because I was like, like I do often, I build a you know a song with virtual instruments. And there's this, the, the key melody and the key instrument, the lead instrument is a is like a Celtic flute or a Celtic whistle. And I just really wanted that human performance. So I'm going to show you now. This is, the, this is the performance with my VST first. And then I'm going to show you what this incredible performer did and what the, you know, what it does to the track to, to evolve it. So this is first with the VST. So that was the VST. Now listen to the difference when I got a very talented player to play on the track. So yeah, what a difference I think that made. What do you think, Tom? Yeah, Marvin, it makes a, a vast difference, doesn't it? Like <laughs> a fast difference. Just I'm like, so glad that I asked. I reached out, and um, not not everything on the the track, you know, is musician. A lot of it is me playing on a virtual. But I think this just it just took it to another level for me. So I'm I'm very thankful. It's a talented man called David. Cheers, Dave, because you've done a top notch job for me, my man. Yeah, it's so so much richer. Like yeah, sounds and the softness of the piano behind it. Um, loved it, man. Loved it. Thank you. I'm excited to Cheers. hear the full thing when you got the singer on it and everything. Yeah, hopefully it won't be too long. 
COVID Sweet. providing, it's always difficult to try and get vocals tracked at the moment. But yeah, of course we'll it is. There. Yeah. What you got? So this is a song that I started working on with my friend David Owens, who is an incredible singer. He was on The Voice in the USA. He got chosen by Kelly Clarkson to be on Kelly Clarkson's team. Oofed. So he's got some nice. pedigree. We started writing the song and I took it to my friend Grant, who is like just the synth guy. And yeah, we started doing this thing, put some guitar over it, some piano. And we still need to finish it, but this is, this is it now. I hope to hear some good feedback from it. Poor vocal performance on it to send to some singers. <laughs> um, but yeah, you get Jesus. Make Kelly's team, are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> Super dark, which is weird because it wasn't that dark when we wrote on the acoustic guitar, but I think the synth just added so much darkness to it. But yeah, I, I mean, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I'll keep you guys posted and you, you'll hear that soon. So, very soundscapey. Oh, like well, we, we tried. We tried to. And some cheeky um, brass in there as well. Kind of yeah, sense. some kind of brass synth that we added, and then that kind of yeah. LFO and the raspiness. Quite yeah, like Grant Brah. is the synth dude that is added the, like, I you know, it, the. I take it you were responsible for the slide guitar. All that guitar is me, and it's inspired hey, by. Uh, loves a slide guitar. <laughs> this one's actually not. I don't think it's got one slide in it. Is it not? So you'd be I mistaken. I heard a slide. So. It's a bend, oh. actually. That's a bend. Okay, um, all right, all right. That, that guitar is inspired by Lethal Weapon, if you've watched those movies. Like, it's kind of got that very... I tried to nail the tone into that. So if you guys know what I'm talking about, <laughs> watch Lethal Weapon. You, you'll get that kind of guitar vibe. But yeah, man, I... I yeah, I liked it. Intrigued it's to cool. see where it goes. Is that in a minor key? C-sharp minor. <sighs> I could tell. It was very instantly sad. Instantly made Instantly me it's like, ooh, where is this <laughs> yeah. going? Cool. Uh, what have you got next, man? I've got one more next. So this is a cheeky R&B soul type kind of rhythm that I've been working on for an artist, just off the back of a voice note she sent me. And um, obviously, soul kind of jazz artist. Um, so yeah, have a, have a listen to this. Let me know what you think.
nice, man. Nice. Yeah. It's very different from what it's from very your previous stuff. It, yeah, it's very different. But yeah, I mean, quite enjoying it. It's certainly not a kind of rhythm, rhythmical arrangement I usually do. So yeah, it's very. It's like yeah, very kind of like very triplety, very kind of offbeat syncopation type stuff I eh? that's what I wrote down just like the bass is so syncopated yeah I don't think it goes like it doesn't <laughs> hit with the drums at any point which I no. love and I quite like them um, so like I've got the, obviously the kick which is at the start but I've got this big like verbi hit at the back so it's boom and I just quite like that instead of like using like a, a hat like to ride or, or something like that or I just quite liked an, another low end hit, like deep deepness. Yeah, I just I liked it. So um, yeah, I liked I'm, it. So yeah, yeah I'm intrigued good. to see where you go with it, man. Because yeah, we'll see. It's not mixed, so you know oh, that's yeah. that's pretty raw there. Um, and there's some some elements that definitely I'm listening to it now. Going Oop, need to sort that. So but yeah, that's where we are. That's the beauty of it, though. That's the work beauty. In, work in progress. I've got like thirty of them right now. Yes, <laughs> the one you yes. heard being one of them. Always work in progress, isn't it? So, we're now going to experiment to top the end of this show off and we're going to ask you some questions. So, obviously, myself and Tom, you've heard us for a number of weeks now answering your questions that you've submitted to us, which we have loved. We are now interested, actually, in spinning it. Spinning it up and understanding, kind of, what your opinions are. So, instead of you guys asking the questions... Like, I've got some questions that I want on the show, you know, and I want to hear your guys, um, you know, like-minded songwriters, producers. I want to hear what you guys have to to kind of input as well. Um, so, yeah, we, we want you guys to send us, you know, your DM answers very quickly on, on Instagram at songwriterslounge under bar or send a voice note to submissions at songwriterslounge.net. So we'll then play your answers live in the show and then we'll just discuss it and it gives you abil- the ability to to share your knowledge back to us as well because we, we're keen to learn, guys. Keen to learn. Always. 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 So my first question, guys, is from the production stance and excluding the basics like panning and level, what were some of the kind of key breakthroughs that you guys experienced using EQ? that allowed you to really achieve the clear separation between the instruments and avoid that kind of dreaded overlapping of frequencies. So that's something I still to this day struggle with. Give me your thoughts. That'd be great. That's a, that's a good question. I'm intrigued for that one. Yeah. And then mine, Andy went with like a production-based question. I thought I'd go with the songwriting one. Is there such a thing as a bad song or is a bad song an uncompleted good song? So you can flip Mm. it both ways. Is there such a thing as a bad song or is it just an unfinished idea that needs to be polished? I'd love to know your thoughts. Yeah, philosophical-ish. Kind of. We'll see. Nice. Well, thanks, guys. That wraps up this episode. Oi, oi. Episode nine. So please do join us for episode 10 and have your say on those questions that we've just... So if you need to reverse, you know, 30 seconds, listen to them again, DM us. It's really quick and easy. It'll take you seconds of your time, but it will allow us to to get your feedback. 
and share your knowledge with the the rest and you can say that you you're on the podcast which is class sweet well love the songs love playing the game unfortunately i lost but we'll <laughs> so he's not a sore loser at least so we'll yeah, still be pals be. we'll still be pals but, and, and don't forget guys we've got a giveaway which is ending shortly in it tom yep that'll be ending at the weekend so cool. and then we'll let you know how to purchase some merch if you'd like to but win yourself fact, some merch yeah, you guys by the time you hear this will have missed it so <laughs> stay tuned <laughs> stay tuned for more giveaways <laughs> sorry guys <laughs> and, uh, thank you so much for tuning in it's been a blast thanks guys <laughs> <laughs>